0: Good morning. Good morning. Can you guys see me okay? I know the palm branches are kind of... Uh, The words are a little hard to read on you. The words are hard to read on me? Okay. Well, if you have a need, maybe you can rearrange the palm. But I presume they've been set here because of the camera. So I have just a couple of quick announcements before we uh, jump into the word. Uh, First of all, happy birthday, St. Philip Lutheran Church. St. Philip was born 60 years ago today, on Palm Sunday, 1963. So while we will celebrate that birthday, that anniversary later in the year, uh, specifically at the end of this month and then again at the end of July, our actual birth date was today, Palm Sunday, 1963. Um, Also, we will be baptizing Daryl Fingila at our 11 a.m. service today, so congratulations to Daryl, his parents, and his family. Uh, Today is the deadline for Easter lilies, so if you'd like to order some lilies, you can do that. I think they're $13 a piece. Make the check uh, payable to St. Philip on the memo line, put Easter lilies, and there should be some forms in the back to do that if you so desire. Also, uh, because this is Holy Week, this week there is no Bible study on Wednesday. We really want everyone to be able to uh, focus uh, almost exclusively on Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and of course Easter Sunday. Uh, so please come out and avail yourself of those worship opportunities. Again, as Linda said, Monday, Thursday, 12 noon and 7 p.m. Good Friday, 12 noon and 7 p.m. And Easter Sunday, next Sunday, we'll have uh, our traditional 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. worship schedule. And finally, there is a new members class that will be held on Saturday, April the 22nd from 10 a.m. until noon. If you know you'd like to join St. Philip or if you're just curious about our ministries and don't feel like you want to join at this time, you are more than welcome to come out. There is no pressure to officially join. Again, that's Saturday, April 22nd, 10 a.m. until noon. We'll meet each other over refreshments, get a tour of our grounds, and discuss the history and mission opportunities here for all of us at St. Philip. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks on this Palm Sunday, this cusp of Holy Week. We thank you for all the events that transpired in your last week of life here on this earth. Uh, We thank you for the joy you manifested, the suffering and pain you underwent, uh, all for our sake. Uh, we thank you that you've reconciled us back to yourself, forgiving us all of our sins, bestowing upon us eternal life and righteousness. Uh, we come this morning, our hearts overflowing with thanksgiving and praise for everything that you always do for us. Uh, we also come with the weight of the world on our shoulders with many concerns and anxieties weighing us down. Um, We ask that you would uphold us and strengthen us and encourage us during our life's journey. We pray for all those everywhere who suffer from gun violence, especially in Tennessee, and from natural disasters, especially those in Mississippi. Hear the hearts and cries of your people, Lord. Uh, Look down from heaven. Touch us with grace and mercy. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The sermon text today uh, is part of the Passion Narrative of Matthew's Gospel. Uh, We're going to focus simply on one verse today. Uh, That is Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. It is one of Jesus' famous seven last words from the cross. If you look at all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see that he says seven different things from the cross, so they are known as the seven last words. We will examine one of them today, and that is the one you see before you on the screen. Eli, Eli, (coughs) lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? My sermon title for this morning is On Feeling Forsaken. On Feeling Forsaken. There's an old African American spiritual which says, Up above my head, I hear music in the air. Up above my head, I hear music in the air. Up above my head, I hear music in the air. Oh, there must be, must be a God somewhere. What about when there's no music up above my head? What about when the only thing up above your head is a trumped-up charge on a trilingual sign and above that, simply silence? What about when the only thing up above your head in the air is what Paul once described to the Ephesians as the prince of the power of the air. And again, as the spiritual host of wickedness in high heavenly places. Not only has the light of the sun been eclipsed and disappeared on this wretched scene, But so has the soundtrack of life's music, indicating not only God's presence, but also His goodness. There are no chorus of angels singing from on high here as there was at Jesus' birth. The manger has been replaced by a cross. Hay and straw by nails. Shepherds by mocking onlookers. Animals by beastly personalities, wise men by ignorant fools, gold by thorns, frankincense by the acrid and putrid stench of death and decaying flesh, myrrh by sticky sweat and dried blood. Indeed, perhaps the only thing in common between an auspicious beginning some 33 years earlier and an ignominious end is the fact that there is still no room for this godly visitor. There was no room in the inn at his birth, and there was no room in the city at his death, for he is crucified outside the city gates, according to the book of Hebrews. The entire scene before us today is repulsive repugnant, gruesome, the pathos of which is only heightened by the fact that up above his head he hears no music in the air, but rather only the evil laughter of the prince of the power of the air. This fourth word My friends, out of the famous seven last words of Christ from the cross, stands out in a couple of significant ways. It occurs in the middle of the traditional ordering, that is, there are three words preceding it and three words succeeding it. Secondly, there are more positive spins on the other words. Traditionally, the first word is known as a word of forgiveness, the second of salvation the third of relationship, the sixth of triumph, and the seventh of reunion. Only the fifth word of distress approaches the agony of this fourth word of abandonment. Lastly, this word is the only word given double potency by unlike the other six words mentioned in only one gospel apiece being mentioned actually in two gospel accounts. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Joshua 1 verse 5, be strong and of good courage. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Jesus from the cross, why hast thou forsaken me? Psalm 37, verse 25. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Jesus from the cross. Why hast thou forsaken me? 1 Corinthians 4, verse 9. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Struck down, but not destroyed. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Jesus from the cross. Why hast thou forsaken me? Hebrews 13 and 5. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Jesus from the cross. Why? Why? Hast thou forsaken me? The written word bumping up against the incarnate word. The uplifting, inspirational, biblical text uneasily juxtaposed to the messy, disorderly, chaotic experience of human life and suffering in a fallen world. The calm and blessed assurance of our best days versus the honest doubt and despair of our worst days. The dictionary defines the word forsake As to turn away from entirely, to leave altogether, to desert, to abandon. Is there a stronger word indicating more pain than the word forsake? Has anyone Ever turned away from you entirely? Has anyone ever left you altogether? Has anyone ever deserted you? Has anyone ever abandoned you? That's a pain which preaches itself. That's heartache. Which preaches itself. Those are tears which preach themselves. That is a desolation of the spirit which needs no elaboration. That's an anguish of the heart which no amount of positive thinking can conquer, and a downcastness of the soul which no amount of I'm too blessed to be stressed can alleviate. When you are forsaken, my friends, by a loved one, a relationship, a parent, a child, a spouse, a job, a vocation, a way of life, a purpose, a hope, a sense of meaning, feeling forsaken by the Lord of the universe, the God of the cosmos, isn't that far behind. When Job lamented, Why did I not die at birth? Come forth from the womb and expire. I loathe my life. When Jeremiah raged, O Lord, Thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Cursed be the day on which I was born. You are to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail. When Moses lashed out, God, if Thou wilt deal thus with me, kill me at once, that I may not see my wretchedness. When Elijah asked that he might die, saying, O Lord, it is enough, now take away my life. And when Jonah decreed, take my life, O Lord, for it is better for me to die than to live. They all were well acquainted with the painful truth encapsulated by Isaiah 45, verse 15, which tests faith like no other. Truly, thou art a God who hidest thyself. What do you do when God hides? When you cry and get no respite, plea and get no answer, beg only to hear deafening silence. Interestingly enough, this cry of Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani is one of only three phrases of Jesus found in all the Gospels preserved in their original Aramaic language, a variant dialect of Hebrew, which Jesus spoke. Only three phrases. For some reason, unknown to all but the Holy Spirit, are given special place, status, power, and force by being preserved in the original language in which they were uttered. In one place, Jesus cures a deaf man by placing his fingers in that man's ears and saying, Ephatha, which means, Be opened. In another place, Jesus raises a 12-year-old girl from the dead by saying, Talitha cum, which means, Little girl, get up. Or arise. Eli, Eli, Lama Sadakthani, Ephatha. Talitha Kum. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Be opened. Get up. <laughs> Be opened. Get up. Be opened. Get up. Be opened. Get up. In just a couple of more days from this text, in roughly 48 more hours, early Sunday morning, a borrowed tomb, closed and sealed off, will be told, Ephatha, be opened. And the inhabitant inside will be told, Get up. Be opened. Get up. Be opened. Get up. Be opened. Get up. Another gospel song says, I'm going to hold on just a little while longer. Hold on just a little while longer. Hold on just a little while longer. Everything is going to be alright. Everything is going to be all right. Amen.